Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are so excited to talk about some championship baseball. Um, But before we kick that off, I need to bring in my two homeboys, my brothers from another mother, Mr. Lane Brady. What's up, Lane? Hey, Chuck. How goes it? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Lane and I talked earlier and we, uh, we decided that we just need to bring in the tech guru, the brains behind the whole thing, the hardest working guy on the podcast, Mr. Pate Thaggard. What's up, Pate? The guy that does 80% of the work, as you <laughs> both have put it. I'll give you 75. I think you're selling yourself short. I was going to say 95. I was right. <laughs> I was going to, yeah. I was, I was qu- actually going to say. I'm quoting Chuck here, so yeah, I, I, it I is will, 80%. I will give it Look, we could not do this without Pate. Like, I know we say that a lot, but Lane and I, we don't even really know how to turn on our computers most days. So we are indebted to Pate for sure. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here, fellas. I actually had a couple of people that listened to the show and they asked, why don't you talk all that much? And I'll be honest with y'all, since I, and just to give a little bit of context, I just graduated from graduate school. And a lot of times when we were recording, I'm just going to be completely transparent here. I was either doing homework or writing a paper during the recordings. Like I'm not even kidding. So, you know, for a lot, for a lot, I just, you know, there just wasn't enough time for me. So, but I'm glad to be here either way. And I'm very glad to be a part of the show. All that is behind you, isn't it? Oh yeah. And very happy. Very happy. (laughs) I can actually sleep in. Yeah, it's funny because I get asked that question a lot too. How come you don't talk a lot on the show? So I, I get what you're saying, Pete. I feel attacked. <laughs> uh, we're just picking on Lane. We we've been giving Lane a hard time, y'all, tonight. Uh, we have. So we got on at nine o'clock because we were going to do this earlier. For for those that don't know the behind the scenes, we we usually record at nine thirty. Um, but we tried to get on early tonight, and uh, well, here we are an hour later, and we are finally starting. So yep, it is nine fifty six on the dot. All that so. time has been uh, picking on Lane, so we yes. we love Lane though. We, we do. do. I'm just we over here trying time. to do my we homework do. and my research, and <laughs> they're just over there. the The peanut gallery on the other side of the podcast is over here just messing with me. It's fun. It's good times. It's well, good times. It is. It is fun. Well, uh, I think we're going to kick it off. Pate, you said we had a couple of mailbag questions. So we we sure did. We sure did. Uh, we actually had two questions sent in from the same guy. So okay, God damn. So, Mister Josh, he wrote in. He's from Biloxi, and he asked a couple of questions. He asked, "Who do y'all think will take over as?" the weekend starter pitching lineup for next year. Do you think it'll be Cross, Mazza, 
new recruits. What do you guys think? Mm, that's a tough one. Or do you want to answer first off? Okay. Um, So, and this may be a very unpopular opinion, but I thought about this Saturday. Um, I could see, because Oz has been known to do this, um, I could see Justin Storm taking a spot in that rotation. I think he's matured a lot. Mm. I think his stuff has gotten better. Um, And I definitely think Cross is a possibility. Mm -hmm. Um. Nico and Matt, I think they're going to get better if they can stay healthy. Nico, mm-hmm. to me, did pretty well the other day. Was it Saturday that he pitched? He he did pretty good. Yeah, he was in there, what, what was he in? Four, four or five or innings, innings, I think. Yeah. I think, I think so. Was, yeah. But he did pretty well. But Dark Horse, I would say, and you heard it here first, Justin Storm might be, you know, even if it's on a, a weekday start, you know, a midweek start. I think mm-hmm. I think we're going to see more of Storm, and we've got a lot of um, pitching coming in too. I think they'll hit the uh, transfer portal pretty hard. I mean, you got some big shoes to fill, assuming that Tanner Hall um, goes in the draft. So right, because he's a junior this year. Yes, he I is. think so, that's a safe I, assumption, I about, though. Right, I, I, do too. I can agree. Yeah, and I was actually thinking about that earlier. I'm pretty sure that he's draft eligible. So he, I mean, I would not be shocked if he were gone. So, yeah. I think that's pretty. Being Tanner safe Hall bit. being Tanner Hall. Yeah, Lane. What about you? Um, honestly, I think Nico ends up being the guy. Mm. I think we saw this year. We've seen flashes of it, especially this past weekend. Um, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. The his when he was starting earlier in the year, he just kept running into trouble super early. But when he came out of the pen, mm-hmm. he was just electric. And uh, right. we saw it again this weekend against Louisiana. He mm-hmm. just comes in and honestly relieves Matt Adams after one inning. He almost, I mean, he almost started the game. You know, he had to come in mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. second inning. Unfortunately, he did because they were getting after Adams a little bit. So he, uh, mm-hmm. but he came in and guys, I, he was dominant for about three I or four innings. Too, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I could see Nico doing it. Honestly, I think you're going to end up with a pitching rotation. I think Billy Oldham is a fixture for sure. Oh yeah. I think mm-hmm. he'll stay the oh, Saturday. Definitely. And yeah. I mean, I don't know. I could see Billy jumping up to a Friday. Maybe he could depending mm-hmm. on who they get in the transfer portal. That is true. This right. is all mm-hmm. not knowing anything coming from the portal here, mm-hmm. but, um, or knowing the incoming mm-hmm. freshman. But mm-hmm. I think Nico Massa is a, is a guy that we probably get a lot out of. Matt Adams is another one. We probably get a, a lot out of, Guys, I wouldn't be shocked to see Cross Sibley end up in the weekend rotation or Justin Storm. Like you said, we've been known for yeah. taking uh, bull, bullpen and, guys yeah. and turning them into starters and being really, really good at that. So mm-hmm. I could see either one of those happening is a real possibility. Don't forget Chandler Best will be back next year. He's oh, another yeah. one. Um, yeah. Middleton will be back, but the problem with those two is they're coming back off of injuries. So you yeah, just don't right. really know what their workload will be. But if I had to guess, I mean, to me, the easy answer right now is to say it would be 
hold on Adams Maza, but I wouldn't be mm. shocked to see Cross Sibley come in there and do it too, especially being a younger mm. guy. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you. what do you think? I, I would. I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you. I Billy is a no-brainer in my eyes. I could see Mazza doing the Saturday and maybe Cross on Sunday. Um, I mean, and it, I also agree with Chuck. I wouldn't also put it past Storm either. I mean, he's definitely got a lot of potential there. I mean, we the we do have quite a bit of potential in the bullpen, and I think you know another solid year under Oz. I think we can really get these guys uh, get these guys into. Uh, uh, get them into good shape there coming into the to the Oz error, if you will. For sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I, I hope that answered your question, Josh. Sure hope so, yeah. We're, no doubt about we're, that. We're all sitting on the edge of our seats, too, wondering. So, yeah. I'm a little more nervous about what our infield's going to look like, to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> well, you see that there was a, uh, I think from East Mississippi Community College, maybe, uh, and I forget his East name. Central. East Central that's playing for mm-hmm. the World Series right now, right? I don't know if he's playing for the World Series. The one I, I saw, the one I saw was we had a guy by the name of Eli Collins coming in for East it. Central, yeah. and mm-hmm. they were saying he's he's a he's a D one ready guy right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got guys like Russo, uh, right? Who played some? You got. I think I still think Jackson Parker. I know we talked about him a while back with Joel, but I think Jackson mm. Parker ends up with a bigger role next year. Um, right. Who do you right. think takes over at third? Mm. That's the thing. That's the big one. That is a tough one. So I, I'm wondering if it'll be that Collins kid. I wonder if he can play third. Yeah. Or wondering if we just hit or the monastery. Yeah. Yeah. Monastery. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you've got some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, we're going to talk about senior day in a little bit, but yeah, during the mm-hmm. like we got done with senior day, and I looked around, and was like, guys, are we going to know anybody next year? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, we, it's like we're, we're losing, losing a half lot. the field here, and it's tough. You never know, man, with Dustin possibility of him getting drafted. Tanner I Hall. think he'll be back. Yeah, there's a strong probability that Tanner will be drafted. Dustin. Oh be, yeah. I mean, you just never know who's going to get drafted. Right. So, I wonder about Etzel and uh, Tate Parker as well in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Etzel's one I could see getting drafted. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, for sure. I don't know, man. Especially. Mm. But we'll, we're going to have a show soon, and we're going to talk about um, all the players that have gone in the draft before. And uh, mm-hmm. what they're doing and what they're up to, and I think we um, got. So we'll yeah, I think we got to wait till after the draft, really, to start right. speculating exactly. stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm a little more worried about who's going to be in the field behind the pitcher than I am who the pitcher's oh, yeah. going to be for next year. To be honest with you, and mm-hmm. I always do every every time we lose players, I'm like, you know what? We're just we're not going to be as good as we were. And every time they prove me wrong, and like. You know, it's true. You, you sit there and you're like, man, what shortstop is going to be as good as Michael Sterling or B.A. Volmuth or Brian Dozier and then here's Dustin mm-hmm. Dickerson or what? I mean, what first baseman is going to be good as Trey Sutton or Timmy mm-hmm. Lynch or and then here's Chris Sargent. I mean, so right. every, every year I think 
we we panic a little bit. Um, but these right. guys, these coaches are good um, about replacing this, uh, the players mm-hmm. that are leaving. So, right. I'm not. I'm like, yeah. I, I think we'll be. I think we're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, is there a second question paid? Or there, there is. Or, okay. So. Josh wrote in again and asked a second question. Seriously, Lane, what will it take to see a penguin at Pete Taylor Park on ESPN Plus? <laughs> Seriously, the what penguin. is it? Look, I don't even know. I'll be honest with y'all. I've never even seen this penguin costume they're talking about. <laughs> but that's not what he asked. Like, he said <laughs> that's he asked. not what he asked. I what don't, will it? Take I don't have a penguin costume. I don't know. We okay, already established this. <laughs> if you can get a hold of one, what would it take for you to wear it for an NAP yes. Taylor Park? Are we going just for to just one, one inning? One inning. Uh, one inning. I mean, I guess that's doable. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hadn't thought about it, to be honest with you. Well, because think about it on next show. We'll mostly because question, I Josh. don't own a penguin costume, Josh. That's why. <laughs> and because I've never actually volunteered to wear a penguin costume. Now, we've heard you volunteer. No, so. well, we, we've heard it. The real question, Josh, is what's it going to take for Chuck to wear the penguin costume? Because it's his oh, costume no, we're talking no. about. Hey, I tell you what, um, I, I'm, I'm not scared. I am not scared I'm, one I, bit. I'm not scared either. One, I just have I an image of an excellent dresser that I have to uphold. I, I, no, Blaine, you do not. Baby girl. <laughs> yes, I yeah, those baseball I'm, jerseys. Right, right. Or t-shirts and t-shirts. some uh, gym shorts. <laughs> um, I will answer that. I, you know what? If the I will say twofold, okay? I'm going to say one, if the Eagles win the College World Series this year, I will wear a penguin outfit to the first game, one inning next year at Pete Taylor Park. Or, or if somebody donates $1,000 to the Pink Ribbon Fund, I will do it next year, one inning. Mm. Two yeah. things. One of those two, and you have to put for the penguin outfit or something. You can't just there you, go. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. call the pink ribbon fund and say, Hey, just say somebody don't I gotta see I gotta no. see the check. There's the gotta, answer, Josh. Gotta have the receipt. Now Lane, what was it gonna take for you to do it? I don't know, man. I hadn't even thought about it. <laughs> Neither on, have Lane. I, but I just come up with something. Josh, I appreciate you listening. Thank you for your question. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh all and right Pate. lord in other and words it, yeah he's not gonna do it <laughs> you know what we just what we'll do is we'll get mary lois on here that's his wife and we'll mm. we'll find out you know lane may be sleeping on the couch or something if you don't do it you're not fighting fair right here chuck <laughs> i don't fight fair <laughs> fight lord fair. help it picking. Mm. All right, Pete. Any other questions? No, that's going to be it for us right. this week on the mailbags. If anyone would like to submit a question, please feel free to do so. You can reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast, on our lovely Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles, or you can email us at Everyday Eagles Podcast at gmail.com. Again, we'll be happy to answer your questions on the show thank you josh seriously thank you. yeah, thanks josh we appreciate it we appreciate listener interaction we sure i'm glad do. there's more people if, listening other than our mothers thank that's you that's right even though you know, Lane keeps trying to 
you know, dodged questions and right. penguin outfits, but it's okay. I it's didn't okay. mean to dodge your question, me. Josh. I genuinely don't have an answer to that. <laughs> but it will next week. But I appreciate you. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll hold him to that. Yes. Yes. All right. Saying? Well, no, I was going to say, uh, you know, making he made the joke about our mothers, but um, this weekend, Lane and I met a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of people, but we met several people that was like, hey, man, we listen to y'all show. Um, I've gotten Facebook messages uh, this week from people saying, hey, love the show. Thank y'all for doing what you do. Um, so thank y'all for listening because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've had a few uh, people say the same thing. They just love the show and love the dynamic. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I really do, too. I do, too. And we compliment each other well. Right, Lane? Right. Sure do. We sure do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lane's really in his well. feelings. He's in his <laughs> Really, really Lane's well. He is. <laughs> Love these guys. They're the mm-hmm. best. They are. Of course. All right. Well, Lane, why don't you kick us off into what's that segment you like to do? Holy cow. Did I do it as good as he does? Oh, nobody can do it as good as Harry Carey. That's right. Fire me up, Pete. Holy cow. Let's start with Chuck. Chuck. Okay. Yes. Who is your holy cow golden eagle of the week? Well, you know, I'm picking low hanging fruit. Um, no. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> obviously, you know, there's a video of us reacting to the first Grand Slam that Danny Lynch hit. It was the greatest um, thing I've ever seen. It, it and was. What is and- funny about it is that. Lane called both of them. I was just about to say he called both. Sure did. Not the first one. Both Grand Slams. Like, even before the bases were loaded. Like, two batters before on both times. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Then Danny's going to hit a Grand Slam. And sure enough, I'm like, Lane, like, we need to go to the boats or something, man. Let's go. (laughs) Hit up Vegas. My gosh. (laughs) Dirty dirty looked at me after the second one said, So (laughs) I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you need to keep keep it going. Keep it going. Right. He said, said, Everything's going your way right now. I don't know what you're doing. Keep it up. But obviously, Danny, you know, it's on senior day, especially, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Mm -hmm. way to go, dude. And, and, you know, the only thing that would have made it sweeter if there had been a little bit of a bat flip. Um, Uh, Yes. But that first one, we weren't 100% sure it was going out. But but that second one was a no doubt. I mean, like, it was. Danny Lynch is far too respectful to bat flip somebody. Oh, he would never do that, would he? He he would never do that. (laughs) Boy, Dustin wanted to, didn't he? He did. Right. And shout out to Dustin. You know, what's that? Four or five home runs for him? That uh, was so. four. Four? I, I think yeah. four, yeah. Off the, off the scoreboard, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 When he hit that was. ball, guys, that was, honestly, I think that, I think those two grand slams were the most excited that I have been. In a while. Since I mean, LSU. Since we beat LSU, LSU honestly. Yeah. No like, I was jumping up and down like a, like screaming like a child at some point. Right. And I think what made it so sweet is all the smack talk that the yeah oh god because we were we were right next to him. Yeah. I mean the whole yeah. time. I mean 
nothing. Well, even on Twitter and Facebook oh. and all that, they were just so oh, cocky. And- for eight mm. on the weekend, and then all of a sudden, yeah. he oh. just, yeah. <laughs> it was it was so good. It was so fantastic. Mm. You really couldn't have written a better script. No, no. Absolutely not. And then Sarge, you know, getting that go ahead single at the, mm-hmm. you know, in the and Reese bottom of the eighth and Reese, yeah, Reese so big single, yeah. Come seniors, on, man, seniors yeah. carried us on Senior Day. They did their job. They, True. they sure. really did. In fact, that's next to the LSU regional. That's probably my second favorite uh-huh. uh, day. And y'all, we hit Danny Lynch three Grand Slams this weekend. We sure did. I mean, that is crazy. Edsel did the first one, and here comes Danny Lynch. Hit four oh, Grand Slams. Four. Yeah, we hired Ostrander. Uh, nah. Oh, touche. <laughs> That's a fourth yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Fate had that ready. It's been a good mm-hmm. week to be a goal. It has angle. been a good week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Pate. Who was your holy cow player of the week? More of the low-hanging fruit, but it's got to be said. Mr. Tanner Hall at it again. Of course, I mean, how surprised are we by this? I mean, Tanner Hall just doing the Tanner Hall thing, you know. What was it? Eight innings pitched. Uh, I think he got maybe three hits off of him. No runs, no earned runs. I think one walk. And then what was it? Twelve strikeouts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it's yep, yep. It's twelve according to the stat sheet. It's twelve. Sorry, Lane, I stole your thunder. But you're I mean, good. Tanner I couldn't Hall, click the unmute button in time, so go ahead. Oh well, that's too bad. That's okay. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Tanner Hall is just killing it like he always does. I mean. You just can't beat the guy. I mean, the way he just shut them down, I was just just absolutely blown away by him. I mean, that's just plain and simple. I mean, like we said earlier, it, I would be floored if Tanner Hall did not get drafted this year. Absolutely floored. So, I mean, it's... There's the, there's no doubt he's going to get drafted. He there's will only for a question sure get of, drafted. Yeah, oh, yeah, if he, he goes is. or not. It's just right. how high is he going to get drafted and will the slot be high enough to right. make him go? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think it right. will. Um, oh, no, definitely. And honestly, I hope it does. You know, mm-hmm. I hate to see guys leave, but in the but case the of Tanner time. Hall, man, we're talking about a guy who was loyal to us, who probably turned down Very a lot loyal. of money last year. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. Love I mean, Southern Miss and very much, and I mean, you know, Oz I hope he gets his a, money now, and I hope he gets a lot yeah, of it. That too, he, on he, draft day. I hope he gets his wallet full on draft day. Very well deserved, no doubt about that. And you know, Oz has done a phenomenal job with that guy. I mean, two years ago, who had even heard of Tanner Hall? I mean, for real, no one had even heard of the kid, and. I mean that's just it's just another testament about how you know amazing this uh, pitching staff is, how amazing Ostrander is, and this whole team. I mean they are just very great at developing incredible players. You I mean, know they see the potential and they they go for it. We said we love that. We said it on the Mother's Day episode. It just the kid works hard. The kid has yes. worked super hard to make him. I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder every time he walks out there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he works out that For same sure. way too. 
but we said it on the Mother's Day episode, and I said it there, and I meant it, and I'm saying it here again. Mm. The kid has the respect and admiration of his teammates, which yes. says a ton to me about who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, every teammate came out of the dugout. Did you guys see? They were like hyping up the crowd to cheer for him. Like they Standing were, ovation. they were trying to hype up the crowd to cheer for their teammate. That's not normal with college mm-hmm. athletes, you know. Yeah. And they were. I mean, nobody was look at me. Everybody was look at Tanner. Look at yeah. our guy. And he has the love and admiration of his teammates because of the kid that he is. And right. boys, I hope he has a life-changing day on draft day, and I hope it is amazing. I'm going to be cheering mm-hmm. for him. Right, It's going to be awesome. And but first, no. Omaha. That's right. Uh, that's right. We're and, not done yet. And guys, I mean, that moment when Ostrander <laughs> left him in there, I mean, he had two runners in scoring position. They were kind of getting to him a little bit. Um, Amazing start at major risk of having a big blemish on it with one base hit. And Ostrander Mm. leaves him in there, and he strikes out the next guy. And just the place erupts, the curtain call, all that. I just – those are moments I don't think we'll ever forget at Pete Taylor Park. Mm -mm. That was probably one of the best curtain calls I've ever been on part of on right no doubt about that very emotional it was Mm -hmm. all right mr brady what you got all right i'm gonna go so i was thinking etzel the whole way right i mean the guy hit a grand slam then hit another home run definitely deserving here but i wanted to go off the beaten path a little bit and pick a guy who came in the ball game not once but twice when the game was on the line. I'm talking Louisiana had runners, you know, they he, he extinguished two fires, basically. He slammed the door twice. Both wins, he came in and slammed the door on them. That would be Justin Storm. Just a absolute weapon out of the bullpen for us to bring him in there and have the confidence that he's going to come in, he's going to put the fire out, he's going to slam the door on them, and we're going to win this ball game. And that was huge to bring him in uh, both games and have him basically have them hold them to zero runs both games. So he pitched one inning on Thursday, pitched 2.1 innings on Saturday, and gave up one hit. No earned runs, three, and had a total of four strikeouts on the week. So, great job by Storm. That's slamming the door, guys. That's putting it away. Big weekend by him. Good job, Justin Storm. Bravo, bravo. Yep, I'm sorry. Holy cow, Justin Storm. Is there what you I go. Holy. <clears throat> So, are we ready to start the can't wait segment? Do it. Can't wait. All right. Let's mix it up. Pate, what can you not wait for? Um. Well, for my can't wait, I'm going to dive a little bit more into next season. I'm very, very excited to see, as of today, as of like, what, four or five hours ago, at the time of this recording, Christian Ostrander was named head coach after this season is over. I mean, 
he's definitely got some big shoes to fill, you know, when it comes to Scott Berry. I mean, Scott Berry has been with us, what, 23 years total, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, been head coach for the over the last decade. I mean, he's, I can't really, my biggest thing is I can't wait to see what he does with the program going forward. You know, like we said earlier in the show, I mean, these guys have a knack for, you know, finding that potential and then developing great players. I really cannot wait to see where Coach Oz takes this program going forward. I mean, they've done a great job, you know, with uh, quite the legacy, you know, uh, Denson, Palmer, Barry. I mean, you've got quite a lineup there. And so they're definitely going to uh, – I can't wait to see what he brings to the table or you know, brings to the plate, so to speak. But um Brings to the mound. <laughs> brings uh, that's also true. Brings to the mound, and uh, I'm curious just to see if he'll still, uh, you know, obviously it's too early to tell if he's going to still, you know, do with, work with the pitching staff or is he going to bring someone in? Uh, Chuck, didn't you say earlier that the message boards, you know, rumor wise, that we were going to be uh, we were going to be very happy with who he's bringing in. I don't think you said yeah, any names in particular. Yeah, there's no, um, there's right. just rumblings, people mm-hmm. talking. Uh, nothing's obviously been said. Nothing's been right. determined. Um, I think they'll probably wait till after. Oh yeah, everything's said and done to announce his staff. Um, right. I assume he's going to keep Creel on. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, but you're you're right. I don't I don't know if he continues being. Uh, you know, pitching coach, or if he'll hire a pitching coach and kind of turn all that over to them. I don't, I don't know. Um, right. I know that that's a lot. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Cause wasn't, uh, Lane, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Barry also a pitching coach? I believe so. I think so. Yeah. He was. Yeah. So, you know, he turned that over to Christian. Uh, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, now we've got the, uh, you know, being able to have that fourth, coach paid coach they just made that oh, this yeah. year so oh i completely um, forgot about that that they uh, i don't finally know if bring, that. yeah bring on ben who was been the volunteer or right i mean there's a lot of different names a lot of different things um mm-hmm. very, so we'll, too, we'll just see yeah yeah very very early to tell right now right. so way early either very. way i think we got the right guy at the helm Oh, oh we got the right driver yeah we and sure whatever do. happens we're gonna be fine mm-hmm. with it in the long run right oh yeah he he's definitely loyal in that because I mean this guy could have gone anywhere. I mean there were rumors last year floating around you know LSU trying to poach him. You know he could have gone. I mean the guy could have gone anywhere, but he has been loyal and has stuck with Southern Miss for what six years? What is it? Yeah, uh, two thousand. I want to say he started in twenty sixteen. Seventeen. I want to say seventeen. Seventeen. Well. Regardless, he yeah. yeah he's been here several years and he's just been nothing but loyal to this Southern Miss program. So can't wait to see what you do. You know, in Oz we trust. Put that on a T-shirt. It's starting his sixth year was this year, so he's okay. been here for six. Okay, gotcha. So, cool. all right, Chuck, what can Yo. you not wait for? Well, I am going to uh, keep it in the near future. Uh, I cannot wait to see how we do in our inaugural Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Uh, I am very worried to talk about the bracket here in a little bit. I'm happy that, you know, 
coming out number two may may have helped us a lot because the Coastal Carolina side of the bracket is pretty tough. I mean, I'm not saying they ours are. will be cakewalk, mm-hmm. but I right. mean they've got some good teams on that side, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, baseball baseball is one of those sports that any team can win, but I'm 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 anxious to see how we do. Mm. Baseball conference through and through. Mm-hmm. The Sun Belt just really feels loaded top to bottom, too. It really oh, yeah. does. I mean, when no Old doubt. Dominion is the 10th seed. Yeah. Uh, right. And they were, what, top three in Conference USA yeah. last year? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a tough conference, guys. Setting home run <laughs> records and, yeah. I mean, good Lord. Time. We shall see. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's four teams that didn't make the tournament, and we'll get into that a little bit in a second, mm-hmm. too. But, uh, Lane, what's your can't wait? All right. Well, my can't wait is I can't wait to see if this team can get to 40 wins. And 40 mm-hmm. is a big number for us. It's it a is. number we've gotten accustomed to over the last few years. And the reason why 40, the number 40, means so much to me and so much to the Golden Eagles is we are currently leading the country in most consecutive 40-win seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually have more than any other Division One program with six. So we have had six 40-win seasons in, the road, in mm-hmm. a row. That leads the entire country. That's something to be very proud of, and that's huge for Coach Berry's, you mm-hmm. know, legacy here. And, guys, I just want to get to seven. I'm greedy. I want to get another one. I want him to go out with another at least 40-win season. I want him mm-hmm. to go out with a national championship, but I want to hit 40 wins along the way. Mm-hmm. And right now we're sitting at 37 and 16, so that's three wins. Right. So the rest of the way – I certainly hope we at least get those three wins and then obviously get a lot more en route to something huge for our guys this year. But mm-hmm. baby steps, man. My first thing is I want to see us hit 40 for right. Coach Berry. We've already hit the magic 30 number, which uh, we've had 21 seasons in a row of 30 wins. And, guys, we've been the most consistent baseball team in the country. I don't care. Mm-hmm. SEC schools can come at me for that, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. The numbers back us. We have the most mm-hmm. consecutive 30-win and 40-win seasons in the country. And so you can't argue with the numbers there. Mm-hmm. We uh, we have the most consecutive 30-plus win seasons at 21, the most consecutive 40-plus win seasons at 6. Obviously, we maintain the 30. Let's maintain the 40 now. Mm-hmm. So that's what I can't wait to see. I like it. Same. All right. We ready to do the rundown on the conference tournament? Let's do it. Beep, beep. All right. So what we decided to do was we're going to stick to just our side of the bracket. And it's kind of tricky because let me let me just – I didn't run this by Chuck here. I'm going to give you a rundown of how the bracket works. All right. So, listeners – This is what's going to happen. So, Tuesday, this week, the first round starts with two single elimination games. One at 2 o'clock, one at 6.30. 
The 2 o'clock game has James Madison, who is the 7th seed, playing Old Dominion, who is the 10th seed. The 6.30 game has Georgia State, the 8th seed, playing Georgia Southern, the 9th seed. So what happens is when those two games are played, the highest seed that wins, so you're going to have two winners. The two losers are done. This is a single elimination day, Tuesday is. So the two teams that win, the higher seed plays us on Wednesday at 12.30. The lower seed will go over and play Coastal at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. So that's how the startup of this bracket works. So basically the way to read this is this, guys. We might, if James Madison wins, we will play James Madison in our first game. So this James Madison Old Dominion game, if James Madison wins, we play James Madison. If James Madison loses, so if Old Dominion wins, we will play the winner of Georgia Southern, Georgia State. So that's the way to read the bracket. So it's a little tricky to start up. Just remember that. I've given you the cheat code here, okay? When James Madison and ODU plays, if James Madison wins, we play them. If, if Old Dominion wins, we play the winner of Georgia Southern, Georgia State, which will happen right after. Now, after that, it's a your standard, pretty much like Conference USA had it, double elimination tournament that ends in a championship game, winner take all on Sunday at 1 o'clock. So our side of the bracket has App State, Troy, us, and then, like I said, whoever wins the play-in game. So we thought it would be good to take those teams if they're a possibility that we might play, including James Madison, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, whoever we end up playing, and give you the rundown on those teams only. So, Chuck, lead us off with the first team we're going to run down here. Uh, yeah, but first, uh, we're going to eliminate two quick ones. Uh, App State, we did not face them at all the regular season. But Lane's going to kind of give you a couple of players to watch out for um, in case we meet them in the tournament. Yeah. So, App State, uh, guys, they have a pitcher that has had some really big games this season. Um you know, I imagine they'll throw him early, so I don't know what the possibility of us seeing him is, but Xander Hamilton is his name. His stat numbers don't pop off the page other than the fact he gets a ton of strikeouts, but he is a really good pitcher for them. He's their ace, their Friday night guy. And then after that, so their pitching staff after him has been kind of average over the season. Uh, Hitter-wise, really, they're led by two hitters, C.J. Boyd and Golston Gillespie. Both of them hit for pop. One has 15 homers and one has 14 homers with C.J. Boyd with a much better batting average. That's your rundown on App State. Perfect, perfect. And uh, eliminating another team that we did not face this season on the other side, or that, uh, that second elimination game, Georgia State. We did not face them at all. During the regular season. But Lane, who are some players to watch out just in case we do face them? All right, so Georgia State, guys, they actually have better pitching than App State did for sure. Um, They've got several good pitchers to watch for here. Cameron Douglas, Cameron Jones, Mason Patel. So I say all this to say some of these guys will come in out of the pen. Some of them will start. 
But either way, looking at the numbers here, these guys are pretty good players. They're good at eliminating runs scored against them. But what scares me more about them than their pitching is they've got some hitters that can really, really hit it, guys. They've got a guy with 19 home runs, Max Ryerson. He's a good player. Um, once you get past him, they got one with 16 named Luke Boynton. So uh, and then they got a couple other guys with around 10 home runs, give or take a few. So they can swing it. They got some guys that can really hit, and their pitching staff's a little bit better than App State. Um, kind of surprised they're a lower seed than App State. I think they've just had some bad luck in some games. Definitely. Um, so we may see those guys. We may not. Who knows? Um, but uh, probably, and this is just my opinion, the team I'm most worried about in our bracket, Troy, um, they had a 38-18 uh, regular season record, went 18-12 and in the conference. Um, we did play them. We took two out of three away from Troy. Um, but that the loss come on Saturday in extra innings. So we lost four to I mean we won four to one on Friday, lost five to four on Saturday in extra innings, and then just obliterate them thirteen to three on Sunday. But Lane, who do we need to watch out for with the Troy boys? Well, I'll be honest with you, man. I think Troy has got one of the best power hitters, not just in our side, but in the entire conference. I mean, he is fantastic. Shane Lewis, number two. Um, guys, he has 27 home runs on the season. Uh, that would be, to put it in perspective, guys, Matt Waldner had, what, 24? Yeah. And he did it with a three. This guy, Shane Lewis, did it with a three oh eight batting average. He's really, really, really good, guys. Um Honestly, I think he's, if he's not the best hitter in our conference, he's top two, top three. He's really good. Um, he's one to watch for. Once you get past him, they got two guys with around 15 home runs. Uh, and then they've got some others around 10. They got some good hitters, guys. Their offense is really the name of the game for Troy. They can really, really swing it. Mm -hmm. Again, though, Shane Lewis is the one. He leads the way for them. Uh, on the pitching side, their best pitchers, Grayson Stewart. Um, you know, he's been a starter all year, got a really good ERA. He's tough, man. He's a good pitcher. Uh, after him, they've got some others that aren't bad, but I think Grayson Stewart's probably their the best starting pitcher that is. All right. Um, so we won't play Old Dominion. Uh, unless we meet them in the conference tournament championship game. Um, so let's look at James Madison University, the other newcomers. Um, we swept James Madison. They had a 30 and 23 record and again 15 and 15 in the conference. We beat them seven to six on Friday, seven to one on Saturday, I believe. and then we run rolled them 15 to two on Sunday. But, Lane, who do we need to watch out for? Come, Honest, uh, yeah. Honestly, Fenwick Trimble is the one. He's he's their best hitter by far. To me, he's their guy to look for. I mean, he's, he's a good player. He's their best hitter. Pitching-wise, they didn't really have anybody that 
blew me away when we saw them play. You know, you look at their stats. They don't have anybody that just jumps off the stat sheet. Honestly, I'm narrowing their whole team down to Fenwick Trimble. He's a good player. Nice. All right, and then last, uh, but I guess not least, Georgia Southern. Um, we also took two out of three from them. On uh, Friday, we won four to three. On Saturday, nine to seven. And then we lost 10 to eight on Sunday. But they had a 27 28 um, total record and went 16 to 14 uh, in the conference. Lane, who do we need to watch out for? All right, so the story with Georgia Southern really comes down to do you like batting average or do you like power? Because if you like batting average, Jesse Sherrill is a guy you will like. He's batting over 400. He's batting 405. He's a really good player. Uh, How many bats has he had? Do you have that? Uh, he started in all 54 games this year, so wow. he has 215 at bats, the second most on their team. Um, so after him, if you want power, Noah Ledford's the guy. He hit 15 home runs, but his batting average is around 244. And then if you like both, Jarrett Brown kind of meets you in the middle there. He's got 12 home runs with a 300 batting average, so... That's, uh to me, they're hitting at Georgia Southern. As far as pitching staff goes, guys, their pitchers have had their struggles. They've given up a bunch of runs. I think the pitching staff is probably the weakest part of this team. Their pitcher, statistically, that's the best one, is Cameron Oliu. Uh, again, though, he's a reliever, you know, and he has the least amount of innings pitched. So, um, to me... You play Georgia Southern, you just got to stop the bats. I think we'll have opportunities to put runs on them. Nice. Well, that's all the, you know, what you think? Anything else you kind of want to add to about the, the tournament? Uh, just, you know, on our side, guys, I think, like you said earlier, I think we have a decent draw. I think we have an opportunity here to do something good on our side of the bracket. Um. You know, I think as long as we handle business, man, you know, uh-huh. win it one game at a time, we should have a shot to play for it on Championship Sunday. I hope we do. Um, and and Lane and I aren't the best in math, and we we gather from the best of reading the bracket that we can that you've got to win four games to win it all. Yeah, something like without, that. Without losing, yeah. Um, And, guys, I'll be honest, I think – I'm still hanging on to like this sense of hope of hosting, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. Chuck? I, I think, I honestly think we have to cheer for Coastal to get to the championship game. And then beat them. Because I think that's an RPI opportunity that we need is to knock off Coastal in the championship. So I, I could be wrong, you know. There are some RPI mm-hmm. gurus and experts out there that know a lot more than I do. I'm Nobody just looking at RPI. it. Yeah, I'm just looking at it from this sense, and I'm like, we got an opportunity here if Coastal makes it and we make it to play a potentially top eight national seed team in a conference championship, and I feel like that would hold some weight when the selection committee is selecting their host sites. 
So me, anyway, I'm kind of hoping we face Coastal on Championship Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be fun, Chuck. What? Let's go around the room here. Let's wake Pate back up over there, and let's go. Let's go around the room here, and let's uh, let's let's name who do you think will win the other side, and then pick a dark horse that you wouldn't be totally shocked if they won. If we face, so let's say we get to Championship Sunday, who do you expect to play? From the other side, who would you expect to make championship game, or who is and who is a dark horse that you wouldn't be shocked if they did make it? Okay, let's do it. Who do you want to go first? Pick me. Pick me. Hey, okay, go Pete. <laughs> I'm just gonna go late. <laughs> All right, so go lane. Obviously, I think the obvious answer here is Coastal. I think they're the best team on that side of the bracket. I expect to see them. But my dark horse, guys, this might surprise you, is Texas State. Okay. And Texas State has fallen off a little bit lately. But remember, their Friday night guy is really, really good. Mm-hmm. You remember? And they him? took two out of three yeah. from us. Yeah. They did. They did. The Friday night guy was the jerk that was doing all the inappropriate stuff on camera and made me want to go reach through the screen and hit him. Mm. But. He was good. He was effective. He's a good pitcher, and he plays Louisiana game one. And I think that's mm-hmm. a tough draw for Louisiana because I could see him going out there and having a big game in Texas State surviving game one. When you play Coastal, guys, unless you have Tanner Hall on the mound, chances are there's going to be some runs scored anyway. I think well, Texas State I mean, has don't the offense. That. And don't don't forget that Coastal kind of put it on Tanner Hall game one. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so. I mean, Coastal's offense—you expect some runs to be scored. Yeah, so right. I think Texas State has the offense so to hang in there with them too, and maybe find a way to get there to Championship Sunday. So I'm gonna pick Texas State as my dark horse mm. over there. Pete, what you think? Uh, I mean. Realistically, you know, I have to agree Coastal would be the be on the other side there for the championship game. I don't know. I this is just a gut feeling of mine. I feel like we make the Cajuns mad enough to for the dark horse pick try to get the Cajuns on the other side for my pick. I mean, I don't know. I think we've uh I think we pissed them off enough to warrant something. We'll see. I don't know. That's just my pick. They are playing for postseason. Mm. They're trying to earn an at-large bid, so every they game are. counts for them. Wouldn't be a shot. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a good pick. So that's mine. Chuck, who's your favorite and who's your dark horse from the other side? Pate literally just took mine. I, no. I was going to say um, Louisiana <laughs> Sorry, as well. Um, only because I thought it'd be hilarious if Southern Miss and Louisiana faced each other Danny in the Lynch. championship game and Danny, Danny Lynch, Lynch hit a couple of grand slams, just how mad they would be. But since Pate picked it, I'm going to um I'm gonna go super dark horse and I'm gonna say old Dominion. I think they wake up and I think they they fight oh. their way through it somehow. Old Dominion. Um, little little conference USA brotherly love. Mm-hmm. Remember now, Old Dominion still has that pitcher that was the freshman right. of the year. 
Right. He's just kind of hit that sophomore slump or whatever. I mean, boy, did he hit it. And he hit it hard, too. Uh, and you know what? You know what really shocked me about the tournament is, or Sun Belt is Marshall's in last place, y'all. Yeah, like that blew me away. Right. And we were asking them for help, old Coastal, last week. Right. <laughs> right. Well, hey, they they. I will say that they gave Coastal everything they could handle. I'm also, especially that last game. Yeah, they they came up pretty quick. Yeah. So, Chuck, you know I'm going to look at stats on this thing. Blake Morgan is the pitcher for ODU that was so good in Conference USA. Guys, remember, last year – let me see if it has last year's stats on here. It's those SBC bats, Lane. It's those SBC bats. It probably is, honestly. Right. I'm trying to see. I'm not – let me look. Surely I can find last year's stats. Blake Morgan last season – he, uh, come on. There it is. Last season, guys, Blake Morgan's ERA was 169. And he had 66 strikeouts and 69 innings pitched. Mm. Really impressive. A sub two mm-hmm. ERA, 169. His nice. ERA this year, 637. Hmm. Reminds me of another pitcher that we, uh, we know. <laughs> Oh. How the mighty have fallen. I like the pity, Chuck. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I do like it. So. Blake Morgan, we know a good pitching coach who's about to be a head coach if you want to uh, come hey, on down come to on. Mississippi. I would accept him. Yeah. Right. I've never said we have too many good pitchers that can get outs. Right. I've never said mm-hmm. that. All right. Well, Chuck, what you got left? We need to talk about these seniors, I feel like. Let's give some senior love. I know everybody was probably there senior day, and obviously we want to talk about the elephant in the room of Scott retiring. You know, it was kind of a shock to a lot of people. And um, I'm going to run through a list of these seniors here. Yeah, do it, man. So the following guys are seniors here. Reese Ewing, uh, Rodrigo Montenegro, Gabe Lacey, Blake Johnson, Danny Lynch, Luke Trahan, Christopher Sargent. Thanks to these guys, man, they have really cemented a legacy here at Southern Miss. Mm -hmm. You listen to just about every one of those names, and your mind goes back to some big play that they've made at some point in the past, and that's just a testament to who they are. For sure. Those guys have made impacts for a long time here. So, Some longer than others, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, do y'all remember that time Danny Lynch hit two Grand Slams against ULL? I think I do. I think <laughs> making, I do. making sure we didn't forget about it. Yeah. Oh, no. We'll, we'll never forget about that. Yeah. Where were you? Let's, let's give a shout out here. Obviously, Coach Barry mm-hmm. resigning. Uh, retiring, not resigning. Yeah, I retiring. Don't retiring. Don't pull a Hasbro American now. Yeah, retiring. <laughs> um, guys, a few numbers here on Scott Barry. By the way, just what a guy he is. Let me spit out these numbers before I start crying. <laughs> told my coach Barry. Uh, he has been a part of our baseball program for the past twenty three years. Uh, he joined in the 2001 campaign with Coach Corky Palmer. Uh, he's been the head coach for the last 14 seasons. 
He's one of only four coaches to lead the program since 1959. Mm. He has been a a four-time Conference USA Coach of the Year, led Southern Miss to five regular season uh, championships, four tournament championships, eight NCAA tournament bursts, two regional hosting sites, one super regional hosting site, Guys, we mentioned earlier, we lead the country in 40-plus win seasons in a row with six. Mm -hmm. We also lead the country in 30-plus win seasons in a row with 21. Mm -hmm. He's the all-time winningest baseball coach uh, going into this weekend. All right, let me do the math here and make this easy for us. At the end of the season here, he has compiled a – or at the end of the regular season, guys, going into this conference tournament, his record is 519 to 272 and one record over his time here at Southern Miss. Mm. Just, uh, he is, he is an amazing coach. The numbers back him up to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest baseball coach we've ever had. Mm. And, uh, He's an even better person. So no anything y'all want to add talking about Scott Berry? No, and I, I will say, you know, um, home run on the uh, saying he's an even better person because, you know, I don't know if he'd want me sharing this, but I'm going to anyway. Um, he, he at least twice, maybe three times I can think of where he came and visited a couple of our hospice patients who were diehard Southern Miss fans that couldn't make it to games anymore. He, he would swing by and chat with them for 20, 30 minutes, hang out with them. Um, and so for a Division One baseball coach to take time out of their day um, just to make somebody else feel special. And then, you know, not too long ago, he came to our office and kind of gave us a, a pep talk. So, uh he just like that, that I know people make fun of the everything matters thing, but to mm-hmm. him really and truly everything does matter. How you treat people, how you play the game, how you respond in the classroom, um, how, how you back your brothers up, all of that matters. Yep. Um, so I, I saw him, I coach, if you, you know, if you listen to this by any chance, I know you're a huge everyday Eagle fan. Um, thank you. Like from all of us. Thank you. Mm. Hey, well said. anything I mean, you want to add on Coach Bear? I, I mean, I honestly don't think I could. I mean, well, well said indeed, and you'll definitely be missed, Coach. No doubt about that, and uh, I'm sure he'll definitely be around uh, supporting the Golden Eagles through and through. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I think mm-hmm. he'll uh, be in that uh, press box. Um, I think he'll. Be helping fundraise. I think he. I think he's still got some work to do for Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to disappear. So there you go. Mentioning stories, Chuck, that kind of tell who he is. He, uh, when we were getting him to come on this podcast, and this is just the most recent example, guys. I could sit here for two hours and give examples of Scott Berry being an amazing human being. Okay. But one of the more recent examples that come in my head is when we were getting him to come on the show before the season started, I had his cell number. I gave him a call to just give him the rundown on 
this is how the show's going to work, you know, do this, do that, all that stuff. And whenever I called him, he answered the phone, and the first thing he said was, hey, how you doing? Tell me about your mother-in-law, you know, how she's mm-hmm. been sick and stuff. He said, good, how's Mary Lois doing? How are the kids doing? I mean, he's asking me, you know, I'm calling him. It was at nighttime. He's probably at home with his family, and he answers the phone, and it's kind of a business deal setting up an interview with us and the first you know we're talking on the phone for 30 minutes about my family before we even dive into Mm. all right well you're coming on the show and so that's just who he is man he genuinely cares about people he does and he's everything we want southern miss to be Mm -hmm. for sure a little rundown on christian ostrander our new head coach again it was announced earlier today um, this was his sixth season with our baseball program. He has been the pitching staff coach and he was the associate head coach for the past two years. Um, so obviously his record speaks for itself on that. Before here, he was at Louisiana Tech. Um, and then before that, he was at Jones Junior College. Uh, as a head coach, when he was the head coach at Jones Junior College, he was there for seven years. Um, and so, and then even before then, he was just overseeing the pitching staff there. Uh, when he was a head coach, this is just some of his head coaching record here. He was 255 to 109 overall record with Jones. Mm. So, again, good record right there. Uh, he also coached at Delta State before Jones. And, yeah, that's pretty much Christian Ostrander as a whole, guys. He's from Monroe, Louisiana, and he is a slam dunk of a hire. Oh, 100%. So he's been great everywhere he goes, and Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see the greatness here. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, uh, before we end tonight, I want to – went out something that i'm not sure if paid and lane realize or not they may um but this week marks our one year anniversary of rebooting the everyday eagles podcast i was just about to bring that up yeah so may 24th really um one yeah. whole year yeah it's been this a year it. been a, been a, a whole, whole year. year first episode was talking about conference usa, conference USA tournament yep Yep. How about that? And that's mm-hmm. like, so we want to say, um, or I'll say thank you. I'll give them a chance to talk in just a second. You know, thank you to all the, you know, everyday Eagles that we've had come on the show. Um, I don't want to name them because I'm sure I'll forget somebody. Or thank you for all the athletes that have come on the Where Are They Now? Thank you so much to the listeners. I mean, it's been a fun year. And I'm going to say, that that was our practice year and our next uh next year is going to be even better so just stay tuned but thank y'all so much for giving us just a little bit of credibility because without y'all we're just three goofy guys talking to each other mm-hmm. so, lane or pate no i i it's been one heck of a ride no doubt about that and i've really enjoyed Spending more time with these guys, no matter how many times they both mess up. And, uh, uh, you know, I've edited. Or how many times Pate accidentally deletes a recording. 
Yes, that too. Sorry, we've Colin. Had a, we've had a few of those. Yes, Colin, very sorry about that. Um, I mean, it's just been, I don't know, just can't even describe how awesome it's been. I mean, I've really enjoyed getting to meet so many great people, just everyday Eagles. You know, we obviously we don't bring on, you know, a bunch of, uh, uh, sports reporters or statisticians, anything like that. You know, we just bring Lord on. knows we don't need another statistician. <laughs> Sorry, Marty. We want to get you on scene. I promise. Yes. <laughs> we we'll see if he can outdo. Lane, Lane just but, rolled his eyes. I know he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, we bring on people just every day, Southern Miss Golden Eagle fans every week. And we're just very thankful for each and every one of you that have come on the show. Uh, you know who you are. We've had guests come on multiple times, ton of great athletes, uh, Southern Miss alumni, the band, Miss, Katie Nico. Yep. Katie Nico, staff Jerry as Defada. Well. Yeah. Yep. Jerry, uh, Rachel. Rachel, Rachel's, uh, dang, I forgot her last name. I'm sorry, Rachel. With Dubard. Yeah, with Dubard, absolutely. Yeah. And just just a plethora of plethora. people that, that, that bleed the black and gold. And I mean, that that's, means a lot, Lane. It does. It does. Um, but, Lane just uh, slipped yeah. me off. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, ultimately, we've said this before and we mean it. If you want to come on the show, only requirement is. You believe black and gold. Yeah, you like the Eagles. That's right. Yeah, we, uh, thanks, Chuck. Jerk. (laughs) So, yeah, man. Whoa, that's the same thing as calling the girl. uh, Don't start that. Destiny, that was for you, Destiny. (laughs) So, uh, guys, a year ago, I think this whole reboot started with Chuck and Pate sitting by each other at baseball games, and I saw them from a distance and went up to them and, uh, was like, aren't you the guy that did that podcast with Blake Houston? <laughs> you know, just, you know, yeah. And so we started talking, and I mentioned how Blake asked me to come on the podcast during the original one time, and I told him I didn't have time for it, and it slowly turned from that into, uh, you know, it'd be fun to get it going again. We could talk some baseball, talk some football. It'd be a good time, and it's slowly grown from that, and us basically meeting each other about the podcast and talking about the podcast to a good friendship between the three of us. And, um, you know, I think over the past year, we've kind of figured out who we are as a podcast. I think we've kind of figured out our vision and what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to another year of kind of finding ourselves. you know, finding our mm-hmm. niche and, yep. Really growing this thing into something that really embodies you guys because the title says it all. We're all about you, the Everyday Mm -hmm. Eagles. It's all about y'all. Every time we sit down and we have a meeting and we talk about the direction of the podcast and any new ideas or anything, everything always points back to what is this doing for our listeners, these Everyday Eagles. Mm -hmm. And um, I just want y'all to know that, man, a little behind the scenes there. It's all for Mm y'all. And we got this thing started as just, let's log in, let's talk about some sports, and let's have fun, guys. We might, you know, we'll see where it goes. And now, I don't know the numbers. I don't even know how to look them up. I'm still bad at technology. But it's grown a lot Mm -hmm. over a year. 
And uh, we're grateful for each and every one of y'all, man. We want it to be truly your podcast, not just us over here talking. We want it to be you. So the Everyday Eagles, we want this to be your podcast. So keep writing to us. Stay involved. And Please. Come join us. Yeah, come on to us. Um, and real quick, I hope you don't get mad at me for doing this, but uh, I want to say thank you to... Uh, well, I guess I'll say uh, I, I want uh, two, two to three special, special ladies. Um, one, Mary Lois, um, you know, they've had a lot on their plate and she still lets Lane participate in all this and supports mm-hmm. Lane and yes. pushes Lane to do it. Um, so thank you, Mary Lois. And two, Katie, you know, I think, you know, you're 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 newer to all this, but thank you for letting Pate devote so much time to editing and all this and um, allowing him to be the better part of the show for sure. Um, And then I have a special lady friend that I haven't talked about, but thank you for being understanding and letting me play with the guys instead of hanging out with you on Sunday nights. So thank you ladies. Do we get a name? Um, When it's, when it's, when it's more than what it is, Mm. you'll get a name. Mm. Saucy. But, uh, You're that one goes out back. for you, Anonymous. <laughs> yes, we don't. Yeah, we have a new Anonymous. <laughs> new Anonymous. <laughs> Poor Anonymous. We're going to find out. Look, Anonymous, really, write back in, and we'll see if we can get you Katie's number or something. We don't. We don't want to. We don't want to. Y'all could be soulmates or something, and we we ruined it. Mickey, so. if you're listening. You can uh, you can hit Chuck next time you see him. Look, I'm sure he's all Chuck. I didn't go that far. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> not me. I'm not anonymous. I hope that doesn't come across <laughs> like that. Um, but uh, yeah. But anything else, guys? We'll wrap it up there. Okay. Cool. That's it. Nothing else. All right. Well, um, guys, I would say we'll meet you at the peak, but I guess we'll see you in Montgomery or either on ESPN, um, and hopefully next weekend. We'll be back at the Pete hosting a regional. At Fingers crossed. Pete. At the Pete. So hopefully we will get to say meet you at the Pete one more time this season. But if not, we will definitely be talking to y'all soon. Stay tuned. More to come. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.